Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer and broadcaster who's interviewed over a 30-year period nearly 1,400 public figures, be they pop stars, actors, writers, politicians, whatever. And back in 1987, as near to the start of my career as makes no damn difference, I interviewed Irish poet Paul Durkin. However, within days of us doing what turned out to be the first part of the interview, the IRA bombed Enniskillen which almost immediately and certainly since became a pivotal point in terms of the troubles in Northern Ireland. Paul and I had discussed the situation in Northern Ireland, and so on the morning after the bombing, I phoned him to ask if he wanted me to integrate into the interview his response to the IRA atrocity. He did. However, given the sensitive nature of this subject, I felt we should sit down face-to-face one more time and discuss in more detail his response to the Enniskillen bombing. This podcast is based on part of that chat. And in it, you'll hear me run by Paul two comments in particular that he made to me over the phone. One was his claim that he didn't anymore want to be Irish. And the other was his feeling that he wanted to disassociate from the world. The latter sounded to me too much like Paul Durkin saying that what had happened in Enniskillen left him feeling suicidal. Either way, I believed at the time, and I believe in more so in retrospect, that Paul, to whatever degree, was putting a voice to what millions of people were feeling, including myself, after the bombing at Enniskillen, and whatever their political persuasion or nationality. By the way, if you want to read the interview, it's included in my 1996 book, Troubadours and Troublemakers, Ireland, Now a Culture Reclaimed. And I'll post it onto my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com. What follows is one of the series of podcasts based on a radio series I intended to make in 2018 but never did, called Troubled Voices. After we spoke on the uh, the phone the other evening, Mm. I got a framework for an introduction. Yeah, yeah. Out of our conversation. Yeah. And unless you feel it is violating something that should be kept private... Yeah. Because I found no, it, so, no, no, so, no, no, no not, not the conversation. Just yes, what, yes. What I want to ask you about. Yes. What I found most moving, and as I said to you, that speaks for many of us, despite the contradiction in it. Mm. The quote from your friend's postcard. Mm. Would you feel it is violating something? You no. Would keep private if you gave me that quote again. What? The picture on the back, uh, on the front. I mean, I, I told you that, didn't I? I think I did. Oh yeah, yeah. A person lives in in. Um, Port Stewart, County Derry. Okay, so it's Samuel Coleman's. Could you just read the uh, her first? Yes. Samuel Coleman's The Destruction of the Temple. Samuel Coleman. Destruction. What, after Enniskillen? Yeah. Is that still on? It's yes. On yeah. I am silenced, comma, but my whole body is crying. Dash, how can a people have come to this? Exclamation mark. The first question then is, even if we felt then or still feel we've been silenced by the atrocity, we can't remain silent. No, well, 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 but mind you, you can choose to remain silent, of course, if any, I mean, any individual, can't they? Um, And I know people who do, do. But I mentioned, I think, did I on that day on the phone to you about somebody else I was speaking to on the phone that same... Was it a Monday I was speaking to you? Well, on the Monday, 
I was on the phone to friends in Belfast, or they were on the phone to me, and uh, they were saying this was at five o'clock in the uh, in the evening, you know, and I began talking about about what it about about uh, about the horrors in Enniskillen, and then they said that no one, and these were loyalist people. Um, that no one had, had spoken a word about it all day. That was the Monday, that was the day after. No one had said one solitary word about it in the entire day in the office. And they spoke of another office, part of the same organization, in which no one had said a word about it either. Now these are, you know, the, um, so that's, that's something even more traumatic than, than what you've raised in your question, because there people are so shocked. I mean, people have been so shocked that at the uh, at the people who are under attack. I mean, direct attack. The Protestant people themselves. Um, they. These are people now. The people I speak now are not members of any political party, even uh, not any members of any parliamentary organisation. Uh, but they, you know, com and they're very articulate people. But I mean, they're just they're so overwhelmed at that particular day that uh, they didn't even talk to one another about it. No one ever referred to it. And that's something that people um, have remarked upon down the years in, in Belfast. I've often heard people say that. And even a few weeks ago, I mean, about how people, the ways people have of dealing emotionally with the day-to-day -day horror, you know, that uh, and, and and only a few weeks ago we were talking about it when I was when I was there and in Coleraine and Port Rush and people were saying that the you you you, you know you sim that people it's a way of life not to talk about things for it because I think I remember it was a young man of about twenty two or twenty who said. Uh, no, sorry, it was somebody aged about 28 who remarked that about a young man aged about 20 who, with whom we'd been chatting and, and the way they talked about the riot the previous day at the funeral in Derry. Uh, you see, it's something, um, it, anyway, it's something, it's just to become a way of life, of emotionally dealing with, with such a nightmare. But in this, in this instance, as I say to you, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's the way we're built that we, you know, I'm afraid I can't, I'm just reporting something to you, um, that uh, they, that, can you, I mean, I suppose people here perhaps couldn't imagine uh, not talking about it when it's happened to your own people. We, we, we were all so vocal that week, including myself, on the phone to you, and only we've been at it all week now, pouring out our condolences and all the rest of it. But then I'm just reporting to you Really? Isn't, isn't, sorry, isn't this the danger now that because the high point of pain had pa has passed, yes. that we now will just fall back into the old patterns? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's only a, it's just a, one, a week, and already it, it seems like a, a few weeks, and give it another week. This is why I ask, we can't remain silent, that's why I suggest yes. that. Yes. Sorry, I'm, I'm a, I've, I have found myself since last Sunday myself increasingly inarticulate on the on, on the on the on the on the whole nightmare. And uh, does he, uh, my only true thing I can say 
is that what I probably said that day to you is that I myself, I, I noticed my own feelings about a lot of things changing rapidly in the last year, quite frightening. It frightens me. I wonder, is there something wrong with me? <clears throat> but but um, I feel this, uh, I, I, have n I, I, I don't want to be Irish anymore. Uh, I think a person can choose to be wh what what they are. I, I, I say I am my father's and mother's son. I, I, know, I know that to the best of my knowledge I am. And I know whose, they, whose children they were. And I'm flesh and blood and I believe in such things as the soul and the imagination and the memory. And that's, and I'm in search as I have been all my life of friendship of some kind. And I live on this island and, but I do not wish to, I do not think of myself as being belonging to the Irish nation. I mean, it's something I don't want of anything more to do with. I suppose I used to imagine I did somewhere along the line. I, and I heard somebody on the television say the other night, in fact, it was Dervla Murphy, whom I do not know, but I heard her saying something about that all forms of nationalism made her ill, in some that was so to speak. And that's the way I, she was, she was, she had this, she, this had been recorded some weeks before in a skillen. But um, that's the way I feel myself. I've felt it for years, but but now more than ever, now I feel it with, with uh, it sort of blew the lid off me, um, which is not much. There's no importance as I didn't. I'm still walking about. But um, you still also said in the evening, did you not say to me too that you you also wanted to disassociate yourself from the entire human race, not just being Irish? That night, just, did I? Yeah, yeah, not just. Yes, six. I said it made me ashamed of being Irish and ashamed of being being a human no, you, being, you, you did I? say, I don't want to be Irish, that that was the yes, sense that, that, that gripped you. Yes. And further than that, you also said, mm. you, you, you got the sense you also wanted to disassociate yourself from the entire human race. Yes. That you can't just move from being Irish to being something else that, that is softer or more gentle no. or more humane. You know what I mean? You're well, just... I, I, yes. Well, I'm, if I said that, I'm, I, I'm sure I did say it, but that, that surely is a... a well, it's a feeling what you had. I mean, I, I can't... Uh, that day, that's what I felt. I felt so awful that I didn't want to be... I mean, you take one step further. I only heard last night on a programme, which included an interview with Brodsky, by the way, did you see it? Um, um, a programme about Vicky, the cartoonist, who com uh, committed suicide. I didn't know that. Well, apparently it was because he couldn't stand... He, he was a, a Hungarian-Jewish... Hungarian-Jew. He, he couldn't bear the this nightmare anymore of, of spending millions and millions and millions on weaponry and all the rest of it. So he finally committed suicide. Um, so the next step after what I said would be suicide. But uh, I think for myself, which I've thought a lot about suicide, um, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I, I do feel deeply for me, I was to speak about myself, that, it's, that it's, 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 it would be the easy way out. And when I said that to you, therefore, that was an aberration, as I see it now, seven days later, because the only, the only, I mean, we, we also talked about, didn't we, the, the, human, the amazing humanity as a, of uh, Mr. Wilson. And that, that's the sort of, that's the kind of courage that the only, that, uh, that, that I desperately seek personally. Have you ever I don't. Done it? 
Okay, um, no, I, 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 we can, unless this conversation gets cooked very quickly off the rails, um, I feel that despite what I'm saying, that I'm, though I loathe the labels, basically I am an optimist, or that, or, and my work, and such as it is, is suffused with a kind of optimism. I, I, I believe that, so, um, that couldn't encompass suicide. No, it couldn't. There's no solution in suicide. No. A resolution no. to your pain. No. So an individual's pain would be a resolution to, to it. But yes, it could no. be very selfish. Yes, it certainly it's could. Be selfish. Yes, it could. I, I'm just. I must be going for myself now because I'm not right. passing judgment on anyone else. But yes. So I, I know I haven't. I was going around in circles. About no, no. That, that actually is a development of what you said, which mm. is you know beyond <clears throat> the next comment. Beyond, I want to disassociate myself from the human race as I want to be dead. Yes. I don't want to feel anything anymore. No. Well, that is something that I I repudiate. And if I, if I said that, and I, be, I believe you that I did, it was because on that, that evening I was feeling so awful. Uh, but I do, because I've thought before for years about this, about suicide. And um, I, what you've just said, what, what did you say? They're cutting feelings, not wanting to feel. Yeah. Well, that's the opposite to what my whole life is about. I mean, uh, uh, trying writing books like this, the very name of this book, the all my books, it's all about having feelings. Going home to feelings. Yes, yes, exactly. Thank you. That's exactly it. And and uh, the the whole business of numbing oneself through drugs or alcohol, and or finally through say suicide. I mean that that's the opposite. That is the very opposite. And um, but don't don't you have to fight to control? Tendency. You, you said yes. even on the evening you read the Irish Times review, you were numbed. Yes. You were walking around here yes, and right. you realised I'm close to the beauty of the, the, the brickwork. The, the river and the, the brickwork, yes. And all that. And, warehouse. and that's where you get angry at the fact that you've allowed yourself to be. You've closed in. Yes. Which so this is the you've process you continually. You've got to fight every day against it. Even as an artist, the temptation is, um, I'm sure every artist would surely endorse this, is the temptation is when you, is to especially is to shy away from from engaging in making a work of art because it involves this kind of affirmation we're speaking about and it's even much easier to not to do it and just do nothing or to watch the box or take to the drugs and the drink or, or seek oblivion in some shape or form but not to feel then may, may I just add though I, I've been it's strange you should raise this subject because I've been thinking about the subject of not feeling these last few days. And I think not to feel, not to have feelings is, a, is, is to me a definition of hell. It's the most terrible state to be in, not to have feelings. Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast. And don't forget, if you want to read the print version of the Paul Durkin interview, Check out my book, Troubadours and Troublemakers, and my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com.